0: My name is Neva McMullen, and please stand for the reading of the word. Matthew eleven twenty five 25-30. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lily in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? I will start by letting you guys know that church is not usually like this. Um... But today, the rising got to take over, and I'm pretty stoked. I'm super glad all you young folks are here. It's not as scary as you thought it might have been, right? Or are you pretty scared right now? Um, yeah, and so it's been a little while since I have been in the pulpit. So let me introduce myself. Um, I'm Caleb. I work full-time for Jesus and part-time here as the youth director and the uh, director of The Landing, and I'm up in front of you today because a couple months ago, uh, Pastor Fay took me out to lunch, and after, after I'd finished my meal, he said the only way to pay him back was to preach a sermon on December 31st. And the Bible says that we should pay our debts, so here I am, unfortunately. Um, but he did say that I could preach on whatever I wanted to, which was a gutsy move, Dad, Um, so today I'm going to be sharing a little bit about what, um, God has been teaching me in the past year of my life. Also, I move around a lot because I'm excited about Jesus, so you're just going to have to track with me. If it's going to hurt your neck, just look at the ceiling, okay? But, um, I just want to share a little bit about what God's been doing in my life in the past year, what he's been showing me, um, as we, as I lead this team and this ministry. And my goal with this is not to entertain you, actually, which that may have already happened. You're welcome. But my goal today is that um, the Spirit would convict you, and that maybe you'd be encouraged by this story, and that we would walk out of this place different than when we walked in, right? That's my goal today, not that you would leave the same. So I'm going to pray now, and I would just, I would invite you in to softening your heart and opening your ears today to what Jesus has to say, um, through the words that are spoken, the words that are sung, what people are doing, and the words we read. So I'm going to pray now, you bow your head with me. Uh, Jesus, Father, Holy Spirit, Lord, um, I just thank you for all these people you brought to this place here today. Um, and I know you have them here for a reason. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would enter this place, um, that you would convict us, um, you would reveal yourself to us, Lord, um, and that we would leave here willing to change if that's what you have for us. So I pray that all these people would know you love them and that you want a relationship with them. pray this in your name. Amen. All right, I'm about to share a little story with you about my life. Calvin, relax. It's not the one I share all the time. This is a new one, okay? All right, I'm going to share a little story. So buckle up. So almost five years ago, um, I felt the call to go into youth ministry. Those are five years ago. Wow. All right, getting old. Um, and I, when, a little bit about me, whenever I decide to do something, I'm 100% in, no matter what it is. I'm either all in or all out. And I felt like God was telling me to go all in youth ministry. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And long story short, um, this led to me taking on The Rising in 2021. Um, I also started leading Young Life, and I also enrolled in Bible college full-time. So I had a lot on my plate. Um, and then later on in 2022, I agreed to relaunch The Landing, which is the after-school program here. And my plan got approved in August of 2022, and then we launched in November. So in a little over 3 months, uh, we hired a partner, we remodeled the facility, we redesigned the whole program from the ground up and we launched. And it was it was a lot it was a lot to do in that little amount of time with the other things I was doing. And this entire time in my life, I was saying yes to if Jesus was involved, I was saying yes to it with like no regard for my own health. I was like I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, let's do it. And I was I was going a million miles an hour, right? And I may not have been God's strongest warrior, but I was, like, definitely his hardest worker. It was kind of my mindset. And I was like, Satan doesn't take a break, and neither do I, okay? And I was rolling. And it was really cool. Like, the rising, when I took it on, we had, like, 30 kids, and then we suddenly had 60 kids, and there was a bunch of kids at the landing. We were doing all this crazy stuff. We were feeding the hungry. We were loving the least of these. Kids were coming to faith, right? And it was, it was an amazing time, but I was, I was working. I was putting in some work. Okay? Because I felt like that's what Jesus was telling me to do. And so fast forward to this spring, actually, um, and I hit the wall. Like, I was so exhausted. And we were on the front lines, and it was like there was no help in sight. And I remember one day I finished this 13-page research paper, and I don't even remember what it was about. And it was so late at night, and I sat on the edge of my bed, And we just had like a crazy night at the Rising that week. And the landing was going. We had leader meetings and student leader meetings. And I was so tired. And I sat on the edge of my bed. For the first time in my life, I was so mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually just exhausted. I was just like, I just want to die. Right? And it was at this time I started really wrestling with God. Because I thought that I was doing what he wanted me to do. Right? I was making disciples. I was loving the least of these. I was sharing the gospel. I was multiplying my talents. I was giving it all up for the kingdom of heaven. And this verse kept, like, moving through my mind, the one that Neva just read for us. said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And I was like, dude, that is not, that does not feel like reality to me right now. Like, Jesus, you're calling me to do all this hard stuff, and you're telling me it's going to be easy? Like, you're trying to trick me into being one of your disciples, right? Like, is this some elaborate cosmic pyramid scheme, you know? And I'm just, like, so confused. And then rather than check myself before I wreck myself, I did what any good American boy would do, and I walked it off like a champ. I was like, I'm tired, but, you know, this is what Jesus has called me into. And rather than take time to figure out, like, oh, hey, maybe I'm doing something wrong, right? Because I don't think Jesus is a liar, right? I don't think that's true. And maybe I'm picking up something I'm not supposed to. Maybe I'm picking up too heavy of a burden, right? But I didn't stop and figure that out. I just kept working because that's what I'm good at. So despite the words of friends and mentors and Jesus even urging me to stop and figure this out, I just kept going. And then the rising got so big we literally couldn't handle it. Like, I remember there was a night we had, like, 60 kids and three adults, and I was like, we are in trouble, right? And the, I was faced with this reality that, like, as the summer approached, like, we're going to have to take a break. Like, we cannot keep doing this. Like, stuff's getting broken. Mark is yelling at me. Kids are peeing on the walls. Like, this is crazy. There, and so I'm like, oh, man, this is bad. And despite all this work I did, I was, I could not save it. Like, I couldn't do it on, with my own strength, my own work, Okay. And so I, go, I, I come up with this brilliant plan. I'm like, my family is going to Disneyland. I'm going to take one week off, and I'm going to come back like old Caleb, you know, full of, full of energy, full of zeal. Okay, So I go on vacation with my family. And while I'm on vacation, I get there. I'm like, All right, we're just going gonna to rest. We're going to get ready. We're going to hit the rising hard when we get back. I get there. I start having these really bad chest pains. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm dying, dude. Okay. And then I get back a couple days later, and all my close friends leave. And then my family leaves on another trip, and I go to the doctor, and they found a complication with my heart. And then my car broke down, like, the next day. And then all my stuff got stolen out of my car. And then my car got broke down again. And then I threw my back out. And then my other car caught on fire. And then I dislocated my shoulder, and then I found out I had to have shoulder surgery. And we shut down the rising. And it was like in a month and a half, all this just went boom. And it was like God was just screaming at me, stop. Just stop trying. Because every time I got knocked down, I was rolling with the punches, baby. Right? And I was like, I got knocked down, but I got back up again. And that was like my mentality. I was like, dude, ministry's tough, but I'm tougher. Right? Like, God wouldn't call me into this if he didn't think I could handle all this stuff. And even though God was practically screaming at me, like, stop, stop, Tom was telling me to slow down. Mark was telling me to slow down. Jonas was telling me to slow down. I was like, no, this is it. This is what Jesus called me to. This is the burden, okay? But then, eventually, it got so bad, I literally was like, I can't even move or something's gonna go wrong. So I sat down, and once again, this verse came to mind. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. And I was like, that's me. And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. You'll find rest for your souls my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I once again begin to wonder if this is even possible, because it seems impossible. And maybe some of you have asked yourself the same question, like Jesus calls us into this hard lifestyle. He he calls us into persecution and poverty. He tells us to cast off the ways of the world. And that sounds difficult, right? So how can this be easy? And I've had some insight on this since since the crash. So today I want to take a Take a crack at answering that question. So, if you guys got a Bible, we're going to crack them and stack them, AKA open your Bible, to Matthew 11, verse 28, which we've read like three times, so I'm not going to read it again. And in this passage, um, Jesus gives three commandments that we see come to me, take up my yoke, and learn from me. Okay? And the question we're going to try and answer today is how do, we, how do we take up this easy yoke, right? And we're going to look at them in a little funky order. We're going to do the first, then we're going to do the last, and then we're going to do the second, all right? So hang on. So Jesus' first command is come to me, right there in verse 28. And Jesus is inviting us, all of us, no matter where you are, if you're in ministry or if you're a high school kid or if you have no idea who Jesus is and you just found yourself here today, Jesus is inviting all of us to come to him. And what that means is it means leaving your old life for a new way. So there's a call to take off your old burden and pick up Jesus's. And Jesus says his burden is easy and light, right? Which seems a little crazy at times. Okay? And part of that is we get to cast off the ways of the world. And living in the world is difficult. Sometimes it seems appealing, but it is hard. If you don't think it's hard, there's something wrong with you. And so Jesus is inviting all of us, no matter where you are, no matter where you're at, to come to him, to follow him, to leave your old life for a new one, to take off your old burden and put on a new one, okay? So that's Jesus' first commandment. Jesus' second one we're going to look at is learn from me. It's a call to imitate Jesus, okay? And Jesus is, this isn't the only time that we're called to imitate the life of Jesus, right? You guys have probably all heard this saying, what would Jesus do, right? We're called to imitate Jesus. In the Bible, um, Ephesians 5, 1, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, where Paul talks about in Corinthians to be an imitator of me as I am of Christ. So when we look at Christ, we often focus on, subconsciously, the work he did. At least that's what I focus on, right? Focus on the miracles he performed, the lives he saved, the sacrifices he made, all the people he hung out with, right? How many disciples he had, how many people he was reaching, right? We look at the outcomes. We skim over the Bible and we see what we were raised to see, because we assume automatically that if Jesus was the best person to ever walk the world, the earth, he was probably also the hardest working American to ever walk the earth, right? And maybe we don't admit that to ourselves, but I think that's the lens we're looking through when we look at Jesus's life, right? If he's the model, then his model must also somewhere match up with the model that maybe my parents have for me, or my grandparents have for me, or my mentors have for me, right? And we've been raised in a culture that prioritizes productivity, they prioritize success, and we've been taught to worry, we've been taught to stress, to never ask for help, to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, right, to value the opinions of others more than the commands of Jesus, and we're terrified of failure and pushed to be busy, not only by society, but also by the people we look up to. So when we look at Jesus' life, we skim over the stuff that really makes us uncomfortable, Like the fact that Jesus spent 40 days just with the Father in the wilderness. Or maybe the fact that Jesus was a homeless man wandering around, trusting God for his every need. Right? Because as soon as you do that, the people closest to you are going to say that you're crazy. Right? They're going to tell you to go get a job or something. Like, but this is, the thing is that Jesus was not worried. He wasn't worried about that. He was so removed from the world. And he knew that no matter what he did, God was going to take care of him. Right? Jesus wasn't sitting there stressing about how he was going to get 60 kids to bowling night. Okay? Or he wasn't stressing about if we were going to get enough donors for the landing, or what he was going to do after high school, or how retirement was going to go, or where he was going to live. Right? Because he knew, he trusted God's promise. Like, God tells us that he's going to take care of us. Look at the birds of the air, look at the flowers of the field. I take care of them, I got you. Right? Do we really believe that? We're like, Jesus, I believe it, but don't make me live it out, please. Right? That's the thing we say. But why was Jesus able to not worry about these things? Because despite all the willpower I can muster, I still worry about them all the time. And I think Jesus spent time with the Father, and this is why he didn't worry. He didn't worry because he knew the Father, right? And we're so busy, we're so wrapped up in what we're doing, that we can't even hear the Father's voice. And Jesus wasn't afraid to go spend time with the Father. That was his number one priority. And this is the part of Jesus' life that we ignore. Because productivity is praised, right? Like, when I was working super hard in the rising, I knew that people were like, man, Caleb, you're a hard worker. You're doing a good job, right? But following Jesus is not about getting stuff done. Like, we cannot save anyone. Jesus already saved the world. He doesn't need us to do that. And instead of leaving the world for Jesus, we usually try to be worldly for Jesus, right? And that's kind, of, that's kind of a thing that I did, right? And I want you to learn from this, but I think call here is Jesus is calling us to learn from him, and what he wants us to learn from him is that he spent time with the Father. That was Jesus' number one priority. What were you made to do? What were you made to do? Be, a be in a relationship with God, right? That was Jesus' number one priority. He said, I want the Father to know me, and I want to know him. And it is only then that we can, pick up, we can pick up the easy yoke because we're not going to worry anymore. Okay. So, Jesus' third command is to take my yoke upon you. What is a yoke? You may be asking yourself. Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. This is a metaphorical yoke. Okay. A yoke is something that you carry on your shoulders and you have a burden, right? Maybe think of it as a backpack. You're a backpacker. It's a big, heavy backpack. Okay. And Jesus... Jesus is not talking about a backpack or a yoke. He is talking about a way of life. He's saying, Take my way of life. Okay? And Jesus calls us into a new way of life, a way of life that is the opposite of what the world is. And a lot of what Jesus did while he was here was he taught us how to live in this new world, how to live in the kingdom of heaven. And much of what Jesus taught us to do is really hard, right? He promises persecution, he promises poverty. He says, people will hate you, and you should be happy about that, which is crazy. You know, his people are going to reject you. You're going to have to hang out with people you don't like, and you've got to be willing to give it all up for the kingdom of heaven. And that does not sound like an easy burden to me, personally. How can Jesus' yoke be easy in his burden light when he calls us to live such a difficult life? Because that, that almost seems harder than the life I was already living. And I think that when we read Jesus' teachings, we see a list, we see this list of things to get done, these list of requirements we need to meet. And we begin to worry about, maybe we begin to worry about other people's salvation. We begin to doubt whether God's really gonna take care of us. Or even when we have decided to follow Jesus, we're so addicted to the world that we don't actually take off our old burden. We try to pick up both. And that's, and that's not a good thing to do. Or when we pick up Jesus' burden... We pick up things that weren't meant for us. We begin to worry about people's salvation. Or we doubt, like I just said, that God's gonna take care of us. When He said, I've got it. That's not for you to worry about, right? And unfortunately, we can't read through the Bible and just take out the stuff we like, right? We can't just go like, oh, you know what? I'm really good. I'm really good at leading games at the rising, so that'll be my thing, and then everything else will be normal, right? No, it's all in, or it's all out. So Jesus isn't calling us to cap Jesus is calling us to cast off the old yoke, the old way of life, and he's casting us to take up his new way of life, to learn from him. However, I already said that, so I'm not going to say it again. <clears throat> but when we fail, when we fail to cast off our old burden and pick up Jesus's, and then we claim to follow Jesus, this is when we become a danger to not only ourselves, but also the people around us. Because one, if you, if you say you follow Jesus and you fail to take off your old yoke and you're still working for Jesus in a worldly way, you're a danger to yourself because you're going to burn yourself out. Right? It's not sustainable. I found that out the hard way. And you're also a danger to the people you're trying to show Jesus to. Because personally, when I would look at my life, like when I was going crazy in ministry, I was like, man, this is not attractive at all. Like I'm tired all the time. I'm stressed out all the time. I, I'm just exhausted. Why, why would these kids go, you know what, I want that, Caleb. I want what you have. Like I'm like, trust me, you don't, dude. You know. So we become not only a danger to ourselves, but we also do a disservice to Jesus when we try to pick up responsibilities that he's already taken care of. So if you're like me, you're wondering, okay, this sounds awesome, Caleb. You know, I would love the easy yoke but like how do I do it, how do I pick it up, right? Because me just sitting here thinking really hard, like ooh, I want the easy yoke, that's not gonna make it happen, you gotta do something, right? But Jesus tells us how, he tells us right there, he says learn from me. And I think what we should learn from Jesus today is that his number one priority was spending time with the Father. Because when we spend time with the Father, we'll know him, when we spend time with God, we'll know God and we'll believe he loves us and believe that he's going to take care of us. And rather than trying to save the world for Jesus, we'll realize that we can't, and that we don't need to. Right? No amount of, no amount of work that you put in is going to save someone. Rather, we have to practice taking off our old burden and putting on our new one. Because oftentimes I think we'll take off the old one and then we'll go back and pick it up and throw it back on, right? Because it makes sense, it's easy, it's normal okay but like anything there's a little bit of there's a little bit of practice involved so today for some of you the invitation is so simple it's to come to jesus maybe you're here and you don't even you don't know jesus at all but the invite is to come to jesus because he wants a relationship with you and he is going to take care of you that's the reality when you follow jesus and you figure it out like there is nothing to worry about you're free right? Because that's what you were made to do. You're made to be in relationship with God. One more time, just for fun. What were you made to do? In a relationship. Yes, I love it. Okay. For some of you, the call is to learn from Jesus, right? Because we're so stuck in the world, and we're missing the point. And the point isn't to do all this work for Jesus, right? The point is to know the Father and be known by Him. And usually when I come up here, I get up here, and I'm like, Yo, who wants to volunteer at the rising? Who wants to donate to the landing? Not today, folks. Not today. Today, what I want you guys to do is spend time with the Father. Because it's only when we know him and we're known by him that we can actually reach the people around us. And if we, if we know that God loves us, and we know he's going to take care of us, it would, ch- it would change us if we really knew that. And that would change the world. And that would be crazy today my call is for you to make knowing God and being known by him your number one priority. And then see what happens after that. Is that cool? Is that cool? Come on. So cool. All right. So that's what I've got for you today. The band is going to come up and have some more face-melting worship for you. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to pray first, and then we'll get out of here. Jesus, I thank you for all these people who came here today, Lord, and I just pray that they would know you love them and that you desire a relationship with them above all else. I pray that we would be able to put aside other priorities of productivity and things that seem good and that we would realize that what really matters is that we know who you are and you know us. Because I do not want to get to the end and have you look at me and say, you did all these works, but you didn't even know me. I want to be known by you And I wanna know you. And I pray that these people in here today would too. Yeah, pray these things in your name, amen.